0: You're listening to Picturing Home, a podcast production by Const Coupon Malmo and Malmo University. Picturing Home is a collaborative art project exploring stories of home and migration. You can follow us on Instagram at picturing.home. Welcome home. My name is Erin and I'm a researcher at Malmo University at the School of Arts and Communication. And today I'm joined by Ansar Bakir, project leader of KONTS and founder of Shaco Mako, and Atusa Farahmand, artistic director of KONTS Ansar and Atousa, thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Picturing Home podcast.
1: Happy to be here.
2: Yes, yeah, thank you, Erin, for this.
0: So just a little bit about picturing home. This was meant to be an on-location arts project at KonzCoupon, but because we are living through a pandemic, we have taken the whole thing online, which has opened up loads of possibilities for creativity and community building. Today I want to talk a little bit with our collaborators from KunstCoupon Konskupan about KonzCoupon's story and all the wonderful things it has accomplished as a group the last few years. So Ansar and Atusa, I'm so happy to have you both here today to do a sort of retrospective on Kohn's coupon. and I'm hoping that you can tell your stories as well about how you came to Kohn's Coupon and what your roles have been there. So Atusa, let's start with you. Can you talk a little bit about how you came to Kohn's Coupon and kind of got involved in this work at the intersection of migration? and culture and art?
2: Well, uh, it was uh, spring in 2018 that I was uh, looking for an exciting job. uh, And I found out that uh, EM has a project called KonSkupan, and they are looking for an artistic director. And I applied for it, and then uh, I got the job, and I started working at KonSkupan officially in August 2018. Um, we were located at Underverket. Uh, it's a um, cozy underground collective uh, of people working with art and culture, and Konskupan was a part of that uh, collective. So I basically started working there when Konskupan based there, um, and uh, I I saw Konskupan in a very different way that I see it now. Um, uh, I saw what things I can work with and what things I can develop with. Um, but uh, it was very exciting for me to work with this project and basically with migrants and art and culture. So for me, it was very exciting to to start my work there, actually.
0: That's great. And just for
2: our listeners, can you tell us what EM is? Individual men who help. And their uh, like office head office is in Lund in Sweden. but they have uh, a lot of other offices around the world and they work for human rights. And they, they usually have some uh, projects, uh, short projects, long-term projects. They, but their goal is to work with for human, humanity and human rights to develop it in different ways. So Konskupan was one of the projects that they applied money from Almennårsfonden, and they got money for three years. And the project actually started from 2017. I started working there when the project uh, was in in the second year.
0: And had you had you done um, any kind of work like this before, Atusa? Before starting with Konskoupon?
2: Yes, I I have a big interest to work with integration and also working with migrants. Uh, but before Konskupan, I worked uh, mostly with the dance, uh, how we can use dance uh, or dance workshops as a platform uh, to create a meeting place for people to meet each other uh, through the, their interest to dance. So in Konskupan was a little bit different because our focus wasn't only dance, it was any sort of da- uh, art form, art form form or any sort of like project it wasn't only focus on dance so it was super exciting
0: That's so cool um, and it, it's been really kind of a joy over the last couple of years to watch things develop and change so much at cons coupon um, not only with you know the space because you also in the middle of all of this you had to change spaces <laughs> which was quite a project but also to see things develop within the community. Um, So Ansar, what about you? Where were you working before working at Conskupan and and how did you come to the project?
1: Um, Hi. Uh, Yeah. So I actually wrote, this is kind of funny because I think it was kind of fate that brought me there. Um, But to give you the backstory. um, So when I came in there um, in the spring of uh, 2019, I would say. No, 2018 um, it was um, it was a you know a bustling place full of people coming in and out uh, it was a safe haven for a lot of people uh, since the situation had had turned a little bit uh, or tried quite drastically in regards to um, Uh, unaccompanied minor uh, refugee children and and migrants in general Uh, people were uh, getting rejected and and this sort of uh, uh, yeah we were looking at pretty grim times I mean it was a lot of people and a lot of kids were going underground, people who had their ages written up uh, from being children kids um, uh, to being 21 just uh, over the over the, you know, the the sort of um, the limit of what is considered legally to be a child and what is legally to be considered a, uh, an adult. Um, so that's when I came in there and uh, there were a lot of uh, different projects already sort of initiated or ideas already initiated. Um, and my, my initial uh, thought was to sort of... Uh, to make it work in a sense, both in terms of content of what we're creating, but also um, in terms of participants and how do we uh, make use of the resources that we've been allocated by the Almena Arsfonden, which for our English listeners is the um, is the governmental organization that collects all the uh uh, resources that deceased people have left without any will uh, or anyone uh, inheriting it. Uh, so it's all the inheritance money that's been collected and then they portion it out to different uh, different projects from education, research to social work and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I came in there in, in, in the spring of 2018. And before that, I was managing a network of uh, young creatives at one of the biggest cultural institutions in NAMO, which is Namo Live Concert Hall, uh, uh, an organization called, or a network called uh, Nol Fira Nol Live 040 Live, which is the code for the city of Malmö. Um, and what we did is that we, um, uh, I recruited young, uh, young uh, adults uh, between the ages of 15 to 25. And uh, together we, uh, helped shape the programming at mama Live Concert Hall. Um, so we did different types of um, festivals, music festivals, gaming festivals. We did um, a platform called uh, Locals Unplugged, which aimed to uh, lift and uh, showcase young talents that were unsigned but established artists in the city. Um, and a lot of different projects, uh, too, that were uh, focused on uh, arts and culture. But the interesting part is actually before that, in 2016, um, I stopped working at uh, at another institution that I thought was really fossilized, uh, which was the Swedish National Broadcasting um, Corporation. And um, I worked there as a journalist and uh, as the... This, um i have i've I've still not found a word to describe it but this uh, huge huge migration of people from from different parts of the world coming to uh, coming uh to europe through different avenues and finally reaching sweden um during that period of time i stopped working at that institution and totally changed my uh my focus from from journalism and media to social work so i worked about 2 years um from 2016 to 2018 um i worked as a, a for uh, unaccompanied minor kids for these special group homes um and, you know give, helping them with uh, everything from their daily routines life to contact with the with the authorities um, with healthcare, uh, education, and so on and so forth. So I'd already been working both for, as a volunteer before and then as, you know, like a paid, um, a paid vacancy, basically, um, um, working with Unaccompanied Minded Children's, yeah.
0: That's so wonderful. I mean, I think what's incredible about you two as a team is that you bring so much to the table in terms of experience and talent you know, to really kind of um, develop what Const ended up being, um, which is a very important place for the people who have have become a part of that community. I mean, it's a really tight, really solid core group of folks, I think, you know, who have used the space. And um, Atusa actually spoke with Hugo a few weeks ago about Const Coupon and its mission in episode one of this podcast. And they also spoke about some of its projects. So I wondered if each of you had a project that really stands out from the last few years in whatever way, you know, because um, it was a challenge or because you're particularly proud of how it ended up kind of manifesting in the world, or, you know, if you have something that, that when you think back on cons coupon, that's the project that will come to mind.
1: Yeah. Um. I I would probably say, uh, this is kind of funny, because there's so much uh, sort of internal jokes and uh, and experiences from it. But I would say um, Walk Across Borders was one that uh, that I think uh, both of us, but if I'm going to speak only for for myself, really, we really poured in everything we had into it, Um, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically uh this project was something that really it felt symbolic in so many ways it uh it it it, it sort of uh, also helped contribute changing the way in which we view uh migrants you know from being this sort of um um sort of this piece of cloth that you can just that society uh, just projects its own fears onto and sort of um, and rob it from its its uh, its agency to uh, not empowering because these uh, these participants they have power within them it's that we need to give them the resources and the space um, and the tools to to uh, exert that power um, and that that for me was one of those moments. Um, when it was finally, when it was, you know, finished and over, and we were backstage and hugging and and kissing and you know, all everyone super happy and 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 uh, sort of, yeah, that was uh, one of the best moments uh, for me, yeah.
0: And walk across borders, just for our listeners who might not know, was um, a fashion show that Const Coupon put on as part of Malmo Festivalen, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it had so much uh, more elements to it. I mean, it was yes, yeah. we were blending fashion uh, and the sort of the uh, sort of traditional elements of a fashion show with the runway and all that. But it was also um, it was also a performance. It was also a live performance by an artist uh, who is uh, huge, actually, in the Persian and Dari community in in the West and uh, abroad. Uh, it was also um, yeah it was design it was form it was uh, it was so much more um, and it was a statement you know that uh, here we have 35 uh, models who come from a, a, a wide array of you know backgrounds um, in all shapes and sizes in all uh, sort of body types and abilities and uh, uh, abled and, and non, or yeah, non-abled, um, and all, sh- you know, colors and, and, and genders and all the, everything. It was such a mixture of people. Um, yeah, we shook up the world. <laughs>
0: yeah. and I think what was, what was really cool. And I was, that was a thing that I am so sad that I missed. I was in, uh, I was away. I was uh, back home in California um, when, when you put that on. But um, I remember um, speaking with Atusa about it and uh, talking about how it was incredible too that you had this very central space in Malmo. I mean, it was right by central station, right? And so there was this kind of connection to um mission to you know, provide the kind of you know, energy for people to claim space in the city that they are living in. Um, and that is such a central space. Like you said it was a real statement.
1: Um, I have to I have to uh, give credit to uh, Atusa for this one. Uh, she's the, She's the mastermind behind the whole project. This was her dream. Uh, I, uh, I, I helped facilitate that dream in the best way I could.
0: It was uh, a wonderful thing and well documented as well. There's a film online if I'm right, right?
2: There is a short film that uh, it's like a documentary of uh, that day. Um, so it's available on our Facebook, uh, Konstkupan, if uh, any listeners are interested to watch it.
0: Fantastic. And Atusa, now I'll turn to you. Is there a particular project that stands out for you from the last few years of Konstcoupan's existence? that you'll always remember when you think back on this time?
2: Um, Well, I am agreeing with uh, Ansar, actually. It's one of the projects that uh, we both uh, worked really hard together. And uh, I think we both are very proud of um, uh, because to create something uh, like that uh, with not so many people behind the work was a lot of work for both of us to handle and uh, contribute with. But in the end, when I think both of us saw the results, I think we both felt uh, proud of it. I, When I started working at Konst Kupan, um, I saw the community and the place that our participants usually meet each other. And it was in this underground, cozy uh, place. and. Our goal was to help them become leaders, to, to, to start their own project and stand out for their ideas and opinions. But one way I thought that being in that kind of place, that it was kind of hidden in the city and like with the community bubble there, we needed to do a project that would help our participants stick out and stand out. Um, Because I saw, as Ansar said, all of them are strong in the way that they are. And I was happy that this project could help them to to show who they are and show their capacity and strength to people. And actually, we call it as art performance. But when uh, we work with Rania uh, Asadi, who helped us with working with the, like the participants and performers and she encouraged them all the time to be themselves so in the workshop we didn't like give them tasks or things that they should they supposed to be uh, the task was that they should be as they are um, and that was the beauty of the project and uh, we um, something that uh, I I can add to what answer Ansar said is that we had a participant called Zahra Saberi, and uh, when I started working at conskupan I saw um, a pl- uh, like a space, a small space in the, our uh, collective that there was a lot of like you know suing things and so on, and I was curious like who is this person? I want to meet this person, and I found out that the, she's a fashion designer, and she she found out about uh before, actually, I started working there, and she had a big passion to to design and, you know, suit uh, clothes, and uh, I talked to her about this project, and she was very excited, and she made a collection at Kunstcoupan for this show. Uh, that is crazy. I... I i don't know how did she do all of that but i was very happy that um, this project wasn't uh, only for designers or uh, like you know some clothes brands who already established it, it was also for a person like zara who's starting like you know finding her like path and uh, finding her way to shine in sweden and she really shined Uh, She made a collection and she did everything at Kunskupan. She stayed days until nights and soothed. And uh, her passion to work with the clothes actually encouraged me a lot with the project. And actually she helped us with uh, as a stylist for the project. So, So she was the one who chose the like clothes and put the looks together. And uh, we thought to blend in the clothes together. Some of the like uh, clothes weren't like, um, we didn't do it like a traditional fashion show, you know, performance. It was, for us was important that also breaking borders between um, designers, local designers and some um, international brands that we got clothes from them. And uh, yeah, she did an amazing job. So I was thinking to actually mention her here because I think she, she did a very good job. And we were so also, one thing also I was very happy about the project was that our models or people who were in this project, everyone had a migration background from hair stylists, makeup artists. From like, a, uh, like, you know, everyone who were involved in this project behind the stage and in the, on the scene, they had a migration background. And we had like uh, people from around the world. It, it was very diverse. It was very blended people with and without disability. And we were really proud that we could reach a very diverse group of people together in this project.
0: It was truly beautiful and you know I'm so glad you brought up Zahra because she also has a, um, a wonderful Instagram, which I'm going to plug right now <laughs> um, because she has uh, wonderful photographs up of Walk Across Borders as well as some of her other designs and it's just kind of a really dynamic um, Instagram account. So for our listeners, that's Z-A-H-R-A-S-A-B-E-R-I-N. Twenty-one. The number's is one, and that's her Instagram handle. Um, if you want to check out her work, um, and I think you know, you you really hit on it, Atusa. I think uh, the the community around Coupon is so dynamic, um, and I think the just the existence of the organization has really brought people together from a range of backgrounds. Um, so there's been great community, and for me also. Um, you have inspired me, all of you, um, to kind of ground my research because I'm a researcher in something that is, um, more socially and artistically engaged. And, um, I think sometimes, you know, researchers tend to think of their stuff as, as purely kind of, you know, in the head and, um, you know, we do this intellectual work and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I feel like it's it's nothing if it doesn't kind of engage with the world. And um, I am not an artist myself, but watching you all, um, you know, encourage people to try and to do new things, also encouraged me <laughs> to try um, new things with my research. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to watch things grow the last couple of years. So I just wanted to thank you both um for the opportunity. It's been wonderful.
2: Can I give an update also? Me and Ansar we are uh, planning to have uh, we were planning to have a magazine for this project actually with the with the like a pictures and a documentary. Like you know, we have a very nice pictures that we haven't published in Facebook. So we were thinking to make a magazine uh, out of the project and uh, we will uh, have um, uh, like because of the pandemic we are not going to have a physical uh, like a release party for the magazine for Walk across borders but we're gonna do it digitally in 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 the month of june so if anyone is interested the listeners you can uh, like check us out our Facebook Konscupan Malmo if you want to see more or if you're curious to know more about the project this magazine is for you so check us out
0: fantastic and that will be linked on the Facebook site of ConstCoupon correct yes great okay I'm so looking forward to seeing that how wonderful <laughs> You're listening to Picturing Home, a podcast production by Kunstkupan Malmo and Malmo University. Picturing Home is a collaborative art project exploring stories of home and migration. You can also follow us on Instagram at picturing.home. So, Kunstkupan is based and does most of its work in Malmo. Um, Atusa, how has it been for you to live and work in Malmo?
2: um well i am right now in the journey to leave malmo um for me malmo was a city that i could discover a lot of new things about myself and uh, it was a city that i was looking for uh, have creating a new home for myself also um, I don't know if I see Malmo as home. I see it very diverse. And I thanks to Malmo, I found a lot of friends from different countries. Um, uh, but, um, well, right now I'm a person that I hardly find things to be attached on. Um, but uh, I see Malmo as a as a place that I could discover a lot about myself and uh, do a lot of uh, projects and uh, discover art and culture in a different way, because how art and culture works in Malmo is very different from other cities, I guess. Um, So for me, Malmo was a place that I could discover new things and find a lot of abilities in myself. And I'm looking forward to move on and find new things in other cities, like adventure.
0: When you say that um, culture works differently in Malmo than other places, what do you mean by that?
2: Well, uh, in Malmo, I can say that, uh, as Ansar said, it's a very diverse city. And uh, Malmo has faced um, that many like uh, migrants. Uh, Came to Malmo in Sweden, um, and uh, this makes the city a little bit different. And also, I think the cultural places changed their interest on like creating art or, you know, creating possibilities for people to meet or, you know, raising all of these borders in the city. Because, you know, at the same time that there is a lot of people from different Uh, countries and cultures in the city this may also bring a lot of borders because people enjoying hanging out with their own communities and this can affect the city that it can you know being filled with borders and not integration would be difficult so I, I found out that in Malmo the interest is a lot about integration and how with the help of art and culture uh, we can change uh, the like the, the, this like to take away these borders between people i think in other cities it, it might be much different but malmo is special in the way it is and it would affect the, how culture uh, culture cultural places works and i found that there is like a, a lot of budget for this like uh, working with integration but i hope there would be more budget in the future
0: yeah integration through arts and culture yes is that what i mean yes um you know this is something that i wanted to talk to you both about um one thing that that i've been interested in is sort of sustainable cultural policy and how, for example, a place like Konskoopan could have a longer life, um, because a lot of times, um, from my understanding, um, organizations often get a few years of funding, and then, who knows, right? Afterwards, so what? What do you think needs to happen, if anything, um, to make sure that organizations like Konskoopan can exist for for the you know for the future?
1: So the question was uh, about sustainable cultural policies towards um, integration, right? Yeah,
0: and also just towards arts organizations like ConstCoupon, you know, that really work at this at the ground level um, because it, it feels like, you know, the funding cycle can be quite short um, and it takes a lot. I mean, you, you you two have done so much work the last few years to get ConstCoupon up and running and to you know create this beautiful and um, interesting and connective space for people, um, but but these the sorts of labor I mean, this kind of labor takes a while you know to get things generated and going, and then it feels like then it it ends, and it's not that the community you know hasn't benefited. I mean, people have connected. Um, with people with a similar migration background and there have been different communities um, that have been connected through Conscoupon's work. Um, and maybe it's just my own heartbreak at the fact that things are closing down next month. Um, but I wondered you know, if you feel that there's a need for more sorts of cultural policy to sustain this kind of work, how do you think that that might happen? And maybe you think that It's okay, you know, to have these shorter projects. But either way, I'm just wondering, you know, um, how you guys think about uh, these sorts of timelines and policy?
1: Um, I think there should be a more sustained policy from the city and the municipality of Malmo. Uh, And not just Malmo, but um, so many other uh, cities uh, need to have... uh, arts and, and yeah, arts and cultural policies towards integration as an integral part of their integration process, um, rather than having, you know, grassroot organizations, um, you know, providing that space and providing that resources. I think that there needs to be more and more resources allocated to projects and where the emphasis is about longevity uh, rather than you know just the creating part of a project Uh, we were like having a three-year funding is considered uh, you know a blessing a huge blessing not a lot of people do get that Um, but you know it takes it takes more than six months to create a space. It takes another six months to a year to um, uh, not find participant, but to engage with our uh, participants. Um, it takes a long time to build trust, to build a safe space. It takes a long time to, uh, you know, teach and to allocate resources and, and tools to participants to be able to uh, uh, create and sort of find new avenues of, of expression. Um, and I think that three years is should be the sort of interlude or the uh, the intro phase. And then based on the results of those three years, then uh more funding can be allocated to it for maybe a five-year period uh but i think like a three-year period is is enough to build a a community a grassroots organization but if we're gonna think about it from a long-term perspective and also taking into account like how long does uh integration need i mean this, this is an even bigger question, obviously, and it's also very personal, depending on uh, the person we we are talking about, uh, and and that comes with its own sort of layers of you know experiences, educational levels, social levels, and so on and so forth. But I think three years is enough to to sort of find um, to to find where, where and how, what kind of impact this organization can have, and then after that allocate more funding, uh, because what happens now after three years with and You know what happens with our community? What happens with all the 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 uh, artistic and creative? Uh, outpouring that is resulted in what's going to happen with all of these stuff is it going to just be thrown away is it going to be stored somewhere what happens with the stories that we've collected that are so important to the history of the city uh, what's going to happen to to the people who have found a safe split safe space and a place where they can feel at home and where they feel feel safe enough to talk about, you know, tough issues, but also to support each other. Uh, if that just disappears after the three year period, you know, it leaves a void. And it's I think it's uh, it's not viable to start a new project every three years, even if it's the same project. It takes time to build an organization. Time to build routines, uh, and so I think that the, that the city and and the different regions and the uh, and the government should have uh, arts and culture as a part of their integration policy, uh, just as much as education is, just as much as you know. Other aspects of integration policy is, you know, some people go into football clubs or sports clubs and so on and so forth. And and that has played an enormous part in integrating, you know, previous generations uh, into uh, Swedish society. Right. Why can't arts and culture be one of those avenues?
2: Yeah, fascinating. How about you, Atusa? Um... Well, I agree with uh, Ansar, and we've been talking a lot about how we can find possibilities for cone and to stay alive, uh, but it, unfortunately it is very hard to... Um, to get more fundings for Konskupan and because we it's only me and Ansar working there and you know to find a new budget or new funds for Konskupan it requires a lot of time and energy to work on it and uh, and also uh, the place that we got money from uh, Almana Ars Fund, and unfortunately like you can't get more fundings with the same projects like after 3 years it is like Uh, rules that they have that you can't apply to get more money for the same project you you can you know apply with a new project but not with the same project for me unfortunately i am also very sad uh, because i have worked so hard for cons um and uh, you know from very zero point that you know we were based in the underground place um you know it's, it's very sad, uh, like, when you have to leave everything behind your back and see uh, this melting of everything that you have built on and worked on. Um, so for me, it's like, also, I hope that in the future, there would be more uh, easier ways for, uh, like, projects like Konskupane or any other, like, uh, cultural projects that they can they would be more easiest way to to make them stay alive and more support for this kind of projects because it's also as a person who work with this kind of projects is also uh, exhausting a bit to to like you know letting it go and move on and start something new i am i have also lost my interest to work with this kind of projects in the future to work with uh, like short-term projects because um, uh, individually for me it took so much like energy and uh, to see it like this melting and not being continued is kind of also really sad and also our participants like for us has been very challenging to uh, find ways to encourage them how they can move on uh, after coupons um, finishing point how they gonna survive how they're gonna still stay active and uh, uh been like you know being a part of culture and art in malmo um so i mean i'm more in the dark side of this like (laughs) to describe this i hope in the future there would be more budget and more supports for projects like cons to stay alive yeah
0: yeah i mean i think it's really important to have both of those perspectives you know the kind of the light and like you said the kind of dark side of it um because it is sort of it's been this really generative project for 3 years and like you said it's not just the kind of art the art projects that come out of it but it's been a space where people can come together and just be together you know and see each other and talk and it's like the support that it's offered um to participants has been has been immense so it is really a pity um, that it, that it's closing down. I mean, selfishly, I'm kind of hoping, you know, that um, folks like you two who have experience, um, you know, working with the administration part of things and, and also running these projects and as artists yourselves um, will maybe, you know, get get to a point in the bureaucracy at the municipality where you can you know, make these changes. Um, because I think it is, you know, for sustainability purposes, arts and culture are, can be kind of this overlooked, but very integral, as Ansar said, part of, um, of bringing people in, making them feel welcome and connecting communities across spaces and across experience. Um, so yeah, so I just you know before we move to this last question I have for you, I just really want to, um, you know, express my gratitude uh, and my admiration for what you have done with Konscoupon and um, and thank you, you know, for for all your work. It's it's been fantastic to watch, and I feel very um, grateful that I've been able to be a part of it in in some manner. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you,
1: Ariana. Thank you. Uh... Hugo for uh, for the for the possibility and your dedication and hard work in in, in, in this project.
2: Uh, thank you, Erin and Hugo, as uh, answers that it was a pleasure to work with both of you. And uh, I mean, we planned uh, this project to be something else, but it became something else because of the pandemic, and I'm really happy that we did it together. Even though we've been through a lot of hard times right now. Um, so it's been very, um, it's been really pleasurable to be all of the workshops and doing it in the, another form uh, via Zoom. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm so
0: glad you are as well. And my final question for you two is what can we expect from Atusa and Ansar in the for the rest of 2020, what projects are you working on right now?
2: Well, uh, I am working on a project that I, I got a grant from almost thought. It's called Not a Typical Persian Girl. And uh, I am creating uh, an exhibition with short films and uh, photography about uh, things that are forbidden for women from different generations in Iran to do. And actually, it's very interesting uh, to see that how uh, powers or politicians always showed up their powers by changing the laws or women's rights in Iran. So I'm going to challenge that in this exhibition. So I'm, I'm going to work with this exhibition this year, but uh, because of the pandemic, we have moved the exhibition from August. Uh, so we are not quite sure where it's gon- when we're gonna have it. Um. So yeah, I'm still gonna work with the the exhibition and creating materials for it, and also I, I am moving out from Malmo, and uh, I'm I'm gonna start uh, studying, uh, in the autumn. Um. Uh, so I'm very excited for that.
0: Great, fantastic. And what about you, Ansar? What's on the docket for you?
1: Um, I'm going to continue to do the film festival that's on right now and hopefully plan for uh, uh, the third installment of the uh, Shokomaku Habibi Collective uh, Film Festival for next year. Um, I'm going to curate and produce... Um, additional four spiritual concerts which is part of the spiritual concert uh-huh. series istinzad for Shakomaku mm-hmm. and and just keep working on making uh making uh, shakumako into a household name and an institution
0: fantastic and you can find shakumako our listeners can find shakumako on facebook
1: and instagram shakumako Culture with a k
0: well, I wanted to thank you both so much for taking time to speak with me today um, and to give this sort of retrospective of Const Coupon and to talk about the future. And I am so looking forward to seeing you both back in Malmo and following your work in the future. Um, so thanks so much for being here today. And thanks to you, whoever you are, for listening. This has been another episode of Picturing Home, a podcast production by Const Coupon Malmo and Malmo University. Please follow us on Instagram at picturing.home.
2: Our theme music is by Junior 85, written and produced by Tony Higgins.